Hi, this is Arik. And Aurelia. And we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Or so we think, but in the end, you will be the judge of it. Either way, what we have to talk about is... Ageless! Aurelia, welcome. Uh, do you... We were talking a little bit earlier, the, actually the other day, you were telling me about a book that you're reading, and I thought it was so interesting. Well, you want to tell us a little bit about the book that you're reading? Well, it's a thriller, and uh, it's all about a machine that uh, can totally interfere with the American elections. And so it's about, you know, finding out, like, where is it and who got it and... How can we get it back before a lot of damage is done? And then... Wait, what? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, did, like, did you know that that's what it was about Like, when you started reading it? No, or... not at all. Or, like, when did you start, like, like, did you start reading it, like, around election time? Or... Yeah, I just started reading it, like, a couple of weeks ago. It is the new Jack Reacher for anybody who okay. is interested, because I'm a great Reacher fan. And Yeah, I like the movies. And it's the, it's, it's, it's his little... <laughs> Lee Child's newest book and uh-huh. it just came out and so I started reading it and I couldn't believe that that's what I was reading about. Wow, that's so. unbelievable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Uh-huh. And I mean, I don't want to talk about it for any, you know, spoilers, but right, it's right. really, I, I obviously, I uh, talked to Arik about it and I said, well, can you believe like what's happening in this book? This is like so outrageous. And can you imagine something like that? And you know, next thing we hear is about this whole dominion thing. And I go like, Oh like my actually God, going on in the world. Like sometimes like these like writers, I don't know where they tuned in or I can tell you, tell me because it's like, you know, like anytime that, you know, like that you're writing or creating something like you can like obviously you access that that state oh well i mean you know if you're a really good writer like you access that state that's where everything is available like the collective unconscious Mm. you know and everything's available past present future and you know however they write about it it's like totally up Mm. to them like they may or may not be aware that that's gonna happen but it's definitely a potential well, I hope so, because the other book that I was reading recently, uh, that really blew my mind and I could not stop talking about it because that was written like in 2015 or 2016. Mm-hmm. And that seriously was about like some like meta society, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, above the CIA and the NSA and the whatever, all the abbreviations with all the uh, many letters like so a, a mega society or organization of that like they were unleashing a virus to decimate the population wow and i was like i can't believe what i am reading yeah i mean it's 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 really intense because i i remember there was a there was a, a case actually like there are different cases this has happened i think to many art like songwriters for example where then um, if you channel a song, 
then like someone on the other side of the planet can channel it too. And there's been actual court cases about like, you know, plagiarism, like who wrote it first. And yeah, the hundred monkey syndrome. Oh, you want to elaborate on that? Okay. After you, I'm sorry. No, 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 that, that's all I wanted to say. I mean, it's like, it's like they both like several people can write the same book or the same, you know, song or whatever. And then of course what you can copyright or protect is the expression of it Mm. but intellectual property cannot be i mean like you cannot copyright an idea Mm. you know you cannot you you just you can't but the expression you can but if you're channeling it then you know the light you know and the universe Mm. chooses people to like kind of like channel things Mm. but sometimes it could be like you know several several outlets at a time yeah, it's like with the hundred monkey syndrome, like the way I understand it or remember it, it's like the field, you know, like how you always say like the attractive fields that we create and, yeah. and, and like uh, that is everywhere mm-hmm. and um, at the same time everywhere. And so they kind of found out about that when they were in like some... Please don't call me on the geography. Google it if you must. But the way I remember it is like they were on like some South Pacific island, whatever, and they trained some monkeys like to do some tricks. And then without any obvious connection on another island, the monkeys could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yes, that would be kind of like what, like what we're talking about here. I mean, definitely like part of like the, the, the interdependence and the attractor fields and mm. also like how the, the, the particles, like, you know, if they're in synchronization and one stops and then on the other side of the universe, it'll also, the other one will also mm. stop. Like they're synced in. Yeah. So that, that definitely, I feel like that's more of like a horizontal connection, but like the vertical connection like, you know, like having these inspirations and writing them down, like where several people, you know, it's actually kind of funny if you think about it, like if several people have this inspiration and, and like God just kind of says, okay, you know, here's an idea and let's see who actually does something with it. And like five people have these ideas and for one person it could be like just a thought and the other person's like very inspi- inspired by it but doesn't take any action and, and another person maybe has a dream about it and then does take an action on it. And only one person brings it out into the physical world. And for the other people, it was just a thought or a mm. dream or, you know, like just a good idea or whatever. Mm. But maybe it's like, okay, so here's a thought and someone's going to do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or it could be really unique and one person gets it and then they have to do it. And if they don't, then they have to keep reincarnating until they do. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of scenarios and it's all kind of crazy, but... I think it's just really interesting how you're always reading books that are really timely and like very reflecting what's going on. So, I mean, like, are 100%. you allowed to do anything recreational and unrelated to what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. I would just think I got that from my mom because she is known to, you know, you talk to her about something and she's never heard of it and you explain it to her what it could be. The next time you meet her, says, you know what? I saw it on TV, what we were talking about, and then she becomes an expert on it. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. 
And I've even called her TV her magical mirror. Yes, exactly. You know, I say it's her magical mirror. <laughs> it's not a TV. Is. That thing's not even on, and she and she's getting all the wisdom exactly. through it. She just has to come through the TV so she doesn't think she's going crazy. <laughs> so funny. But I, I I really think what I wanted to say really that this is probably a gift that I have to just like attract these things because see I'm not a tractor a, field. Yeah, I'm not an exception to the law that. You know, like everything is already there and then my reality is a reflection of myself and this is how, you know, it this works out for me or this is how I play mm-hmm. it out. Well, it's really interesting because like later this year we're going to have the conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn. Hmm. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, we have to get through the eclipse season. And then we're having the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And I mean, really, they are con- conjunct already, but like it's a wide, what's called a wide conjunction, like a wide orb. But like then, you know, it becomes exact. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of intense. You know, this, this, con- this alignment between the biggest planet and the smallest planet, but like the mightiest planet of them all. Yeah. You know? So it's like we have to really be mindful about that and to not get all dramatic and to exaggerate any kind of judgments or darkness and stuff like that. I mean, do you want to, you know, what do, what do you see it as? like? And it's happening in Capricorn, by the way. Mm. Like for me... <clears throat> And it's just, yes, it is like a huge dichotomy, like like Jupiter, the planet of expansion, and Saturn, the planet of contraction, if you want. You know, it's like a migraine headache, if you think of it. Oh, yeah, way. so I said Pluto. I meant, I meant Saturn. I was talking about, because Jupiter and Pluto are conjunct right now, so I got it confused. Sorry. Jupiter and Saturn, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um... I don't know that you said that. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like this, what I like to describe as a migraine headache, you know, expansion yeah. and contraction at the same time, like where you cannot decide, is it this or is it that? Mm-hmm. So which way is it going to go? And then it's in Capricorn, which, you know, looks more in favor of Saturn, like uh, the crystallization. And Yeah, that's interesting. So this, I think, is why it's so important that, you know, now you we have been talking about it and you've been writing about it like for months and months and months and months. Like we have to keep our hearts open. We have to now dig deep like with Pluto and, and Jupiter and to really get everything out of the way that keeps us from expanding so that our... Um, expansion vehicle so to speak uh, is strong enough by the time Saturn hits that it can crystallize some like manifest or create something that we really want like something that's a bit different than it was before something that is more of a higher vibration is all I can say, rather than just crystallizing down and then, 
you know, having Jupiter collapse onto itself, which could also happen. If you overlay this alignment over the chart of the United States, it's like the, you know, it's having its Pluto return. So Pluto there with Jupiter and Saturn meeting each other close to Pluto. I mean, that's pretty intense. Very. I mean, like a migrant headache you know, I've right, been, right I've, there. You know, I, I've been soft-spoken and outspoken about the potential civil war that could break out. Yeah. You know, but I also really firmly believe that, it, you know, it could be prevented. Yeah. You know, but there, but there will most definitely be this new face coming, like, that you're talking about. Like, absolutely, like, maybe different... You know, maybe like not even like, you know how you have a civil war and then what happens after it? You know, we might eat, we might skip the civil war part, but there will be all these changes without without the violence, like the physical violence. Anyhow, like there could be like new territories and, you know, then we have the whole notion of the vaccine and who's taking it, who's not taking it. I mean, just changes are going to happen in very quickly. Yeah, I mean. Because Jupiter to, is change. Yeah. It's the wheel and, of fortune. And, and as to what this going to look like, I really cannot speak to that at all. No. I have no idea. Like, like I said, I have to leave it with that intense tension that everybody who ever had a migraine or a strong headache or, or felt a pull between two poles can, I think, relate to when I say that like this incredible incredible tension that yes something could break mm-hmm. or something beautiful could, could build yeah could build because you can build from tension yes absolutely mm-hmm. so how can we deal with tension like in our own daily lives like just on a personal level oh wow this is a very difficult question to answer because uh, this is very case by case. What, why is the tension? Okay, let me up? ask you this then. What is does tension have to do with something that's intense? Hmm. Like intention. Like not intention, but intent. Like intention. Yeah. Like being tense. And oh, like that you are like in you're tense. tension. Like, you know, tense and Yeah, tension. I mean, like if that's what it is, that it's just the same thing in our personal life, then we are just being pulled in two different directions. Yeah. Oh, and in, wow. And in order to know, you know, how to handle it, I need to look into what are these two yeah, different directions. Yeah, that's poles. what I wanted to ask you. Like, oh, okay. Generally, what are these two different directions? What I feel right off the bat is just like one is the direction of my ego and the other is the direction of like my guidance of my essential self. And I think it's really all coming down to that. That's usually what it is. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Like well, on the one hand, it could be like all the things you should be doing. Yeah, like we can make it very, very surface. Like, Uh you know, I, I want to go, um... Like, uh, difficult now because our things that we can do are so limited. Yeah, yeah, but that's just, that's just the new theoretical, like, Uh you know, we were loving the Queen's Gambit. 
yes. on, on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Like, just we're obsessed. Like, yeah. You know, I had to take a break so we can do this ageless. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, on, on one hand, like, oh, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So no. I'll use another example. But, like, say, like, I just kind of, like, change it a little bit. Like, say, like, you want to study art, mm-hmm. but then, like, you but then the other tense direction would be like to uh do this nuclear family thing yeah you like know and you so, have to take the family business it, yeah or that. like you know be mm-hmm. the husband or be the wife or whatever it is like you know what i mean like say and so like this is two different directions that create an opposition mm. and i think chances are if you take the ego road then you will keep on feeling the tension. But if you take the 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 higher self, the mm-hmm. guidance road, then that tension's released, yeah. and then there's another tension that comes and, up. And you know? either one could be the ego road. Yeah, that yeah, I'm not saying the artist yeah. could be a totally yes, 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 yes. the ego. That's or, really interesting. Elaborate yeah. on that a little bit, like how how ego, like how ego can really be anything. Well, like be, it could be like I want to go save everybody in Haiti. Yeah. But it might be my ego. 100%. But how could it be my ego? I'm helping all those people. Yeah, but, you know, it still can be the ego because most of the time you... But I'm such a good person. Yeah, exactly. And that's... If you have any notion of that, then you know it's the ego. I mean, I know it sounds very cold and very cruel, but it still is true. It It, it is, is that true. way. Because if I... Because, like... You know, then it's like you're doing it for your ego and not really for the other. Yeah, that's right. And also one thing is often is then, you know, you have like a million pictures on your Instagram showing mm-hmm. that you're helping all these people. And mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. really just doing something for somebody else that's just genuine, you probably never talk Anonymous about Anonymous charity and, you know, tithing and whatnot is, is the most powerful. Mm-hmm. It is the most powerful. Mm. But even even that could be the ego. So this is why it is very, very difficult to talk about the ego. This is why you need, um, the, the further you come on your path, you the more you need a qualified teacher. Because, oh. you know, even this, when on the surface, this could look so good because, you know, I'm like all anonymous and I'm not saying anything. And then this could be your ego gratification that you think like, oh, you know, Secret, 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 I'm so good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, you need somebody who has mastered these traps, who then really, to whom you are very transparent, like a mm-hmm. person who knows all the tricks. Yeah. And knows then exactly by the energy, by the vibration, that's the ego and that's the guidance. Until you're really honest enough to be able to do it yourself. Yes. You know, which in most cases is the ego pretending, like, you know, masquerading as honesty. Well, at some point, you know, it's yeah. like you will have that great clarity. But yes, that's a long way of atonements <laughs> off. That's many steps you have to take. And so this is why it is so difficult to talk about the ego and then to say, oh, you know, if it's the action looks like this, it's the ego. Or 
if the action looks like that, it's the ego. It's practically yeah. impossible. Because even even being selfish could be the essential self. One hundred percent. And I remember one of my uh, Buddhist teachers, like mm. he had this book of stories, and they were really quite cute. And so one of the stories, <laughs> I I forgot actually really what the story was, but <laughs> but I I remember the quintessence of it that mm-hmm. you know it was like of course with the Buddhist is always about the monks that are mm-hmm. sitting there and doing their thing and are being holier than thou and and this one guy he was like completely always out of line and everybody made fun of him mm-hmm. and then. At some point, mm-hmm. there was um, uh, like this disruption of their prayer hour uh, because it turned out that like some building in the village, like miles away, was on fire, and they were like, "Oh, I'm praying, praying, praying," and then the guy who was always out of line and who nobody liked and thought he was like the most horrible person of all like got up and like snapped his fingers and then blew a breath and the fire went out and so it um the story goes he was like a manifestation of a high sage and the (laughs) point of the story is and that it says not everybody who eats and shits eats and shits and that's original that's not me saying that but it really what it means is like on the outside things can look exactly the same like two people are doing exactly the same thing and there are universes apart because one comes from ego and one comes from higher self i can tell you a story uh-huh. this is the story of the the student and the teacher as well and this was like the best student that this teacher had, you know, really studied and, you know, like any teacher would wish for, you know, that the student Mm -hmm. surpasses the teacher. Mm -hmm. And, um, but this student was a little bit ambitious and he was like studying with all kinds of, you know, wisdoms and books and really trying to just figure it all out to become the master. And he just didn't understand why his master was the ma- like what was so great about him that made him the master. You know, like the student knew as much as he did, you know, about things. So, of course, one day, you know, he went to the master's house and the master was just like being very normal and, you know, doing laundry, just doing house chores. And the students there, like, you know, kind of like a little bit standing there in shell shock or how you, st- how you call it, like, you know, like just looking like, oh my God, like to see a master just doing mundane things is like very like, um, like degrading in a way, you know, like, like just kind of like, that's not for just normal people to do. And, um, there are two apples on the table and, and, you know, they, they're eating the apples and the student just has it. He just, he had it. He said, I don't understand, you know, you eat the apple, I eat the apple. We, you know, we, we study the same things. We know the same things. What makes you so great? Like, you know, 
and what makes me just like still the student, right? And it's really interesting because, you know, of course, to the master, it's like, that's like, that's the student's perception, you know, whatever. And he says to the student, you know, you look at the, you look at the tree and you look at the apple tree and you praise God and you pray and you say, wow, such a beautiful apple tree. I mean, really, like such an amazing place that I'm in, that this tree can come and, you know, bear this beautiful fruit. And then you say a prayer and then you eat the apple, you know, you say the prayer in order to eat the apple. And the master says, and I see the apple tree have the same exact perceptions, you know, wow, such a beautiful tree. The universe has made this beautiful tree and it's bearing this beautiful, uh, this beautiful fruit that we can eat from. And then the master says, where you eat, say the prayer to eat the apple, I eat the apple so that I can say the prayer. Wow, that is amazing. That's really deep. And that's really what it's about, you know? Yeah. Because you could say that's totally selfish for him just to eat the apple and then, you know, like, whatever. Like, because the other one's is, you know... Looks much he's, more He's holy. saying the prayer before yeah. he eats the apple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you cannot look at it linearly, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we can have a whole season of ageless just trying you know just talking about both of these stories yeah definitely a person who eats and shits doesn't eat and shit in this case eating yeah and 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 in that case also it's like you know i eat that apple and i praise and thank for that amazing apple and 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 so what if the apple wasn't that good (laughs) (laughs) wow you know like that's i think for me that's the point of the story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's only because I feel so fulfilled and so special by this amazing apple, you know, so I praise the Lord. But what if the apple has a worm in it? Will I be doing the same thing? I don't know. Mm -hmm. With the teacher? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Because his motivation is absolutely the other way around. It doesn't matter if there's a worm or not. It's still just... Because we know that this world is made out of a blessing. Yeah. You know, this world is made from blessing. So I eat the apple so I can say the blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it's about. And thereby, even if there's a worm in it, I still say the blessing. But the other way around, I'm sure. It's about the blessing. It's not about the, the you know, the attachment. Yeah, or the central The central, delight. yeah, the attachment to the senses. Mm-hmm. So then let me ask you this then. Like, do you think that I mean, this is probably a really difficult question, but do you think there is a di- a difference between a persona and a project? Meaning, someone who makes, like, someone who make something 
and maybe they're not necess- like they make something really beautiful but maybe they're not necessarily a ethical person oh like is it possible to divide the art from the artist yeah that's what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah it is what about the teacher from the lifestyle well that's a little bit different because you know the teacher a genuine teacher like I'm, could the, the, uh, yeah uh-huh. could only always teach from his experience like not from his knowledge but always like from the experience so the lifestyle is part of that and mm-hmm. if the lifestyle and the teachings are very like not in sync, then the teacher cannot be genuine. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're coming full circle again, like with an art and the, with an artist and the art, it could just be channeled and the art might have not really anything to do with the artist. That's like exactly. why so many times people meet like singers or directors or actors and like, wow, like they were nothing like they portrayed anything. And of course not because they were just a medium, like yeah. a hierophant, so to speak. Mm-hmm. A media, a medium of that media. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Whereas with, um, I guess, do you call it a teacher or like a guru or a sage or like a spiritual, I don't even know what to call it, but like mm. just someone who is awakened or... No, a you know, teacher. A teacher, because, yeah. Okay. And it goes for all levels. Like, it starts in like kindergarten a or a, all the way up to, you know, your highest guru. Yeah, it could be like, yeah, a kindergarten teacher to like the holy, his holiness, you know? Yeah, because you know it. Like if you mm-hmm. try to teach something to somebody that you yourself do not understand, like you yourself have not become... No, the other person will not understand it. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot bring something that you have, that you're not. Exactly. You just, you can't. Because everybody will just feel the vibration of it and will understand it on like maybe a Uh non-verbal level. Uh Aha, so this makes a lot of sense that I think that also does though apply to art as well. Because like, I'm not saying to that level, but I'm just saying like, no, if it's true, it's true. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like like the mainstream the mainstream art is could just be like, you know, just pumping songs out or pumping movies out or pumping shows out just for commercial, like just for greed, you mm-hmm. know? And like maybe those people that work on it aren't really like connected and feeling that. But like once in a while you see someone in the mainstream who is actually like a good actor or a good actress or a good singer. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, like, you know, they're actually like, they've lived that. You can see that they lived that or they've lived something where they can really express that energy in a way that someone who's sensitive mm-hmm. or even maybe even not sensitive can feel it. Yeah. And so like, I think like that, that's an alignment with the energy that they're channeling. Whereas, you know, maybe you know you can like put these pawns into place and then pretend that they're channeling something but really like it's a whole team that's doing it and like it just looks like it's coming through one per like a being a puppet you know and i think like um it's really interesting like because with a teacher who teaches from experience and who has to walk the walk Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in order to to talk the walk. Yeah. You know, you know, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Is like there's no separation like between the two. Like no, there's you know, not. Like you cannot say, oh, that's just his personal opinion no you can say that but it will not be true and no that's what i mean a, like it's not true like a, it's a reflection of you if we just the teacher you know, is living the truth yes but uh for the student to see that or to understand that you know the the student needs the vessel and a good teacher is there to challenge the student again and again and again so that this vessel is created and so i mean <laughs> i could tell stories we don't have the time for it but <laughs> how often i have been misunderstood in the crassest way well i just wanted to say because i think it's like with the teacher and the student it always of course depends on the what the subject yes you know my calculus teacher is there to probably Teach me calculus. But also has to expand your mind. But also has to expand my mind. And here's the other thing. Here's the other... And I think people have so many times misunderstood you because you being as like a teacher of life, that is encompassing everything. Now here's the real mic drop. Is that life is our teacher. Yes. Like Miss Kitten says. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, every day I learn and, every day. I and learn. so within that, yes, the calculus teacher is there to teach me calculus. But I tell you, if I had past mm-hmm. life with this teacher, you have no idea what the real subject is that I need to learn. Mm. It could be about my confidence. It could be about, you know, my communication. It could be any, it, it could have nothing to do with calculus. True. And this could happen. And I think so many times people miss the mark because they don't realize, oh my God, I'm here to learn something. Mm. Because everyone thinks that they're here to just teach something. Yeah, because everybody pretty much thinks they know everything already. Yeah. Or how I love to say when somebody is really challenging me on a really, really crass level with those things. Well, I know they don't understand at all. Right. Thank you for getting back to what that, I'm yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. But however, they're trying to give me lip or have like then their opinion, which they're entitled to. I have no problem with that. But I always tell them, you know, your problem is it's not only that you think you know already what I'm saying. You think you know it better. And that's <laughs> your downfall. No, and that's the biggest problem like I guess in all societies, but in our society where information is so cheap, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's the biggest problem why people don't really expand going back to Jupiter. Oh my <laughs> God. But, but just they contract, contract with all with the, the Saturn. Yes. With all the knowledge that they have. And yeah, it's like so. you just gave me this teaching, but I've already Googled, I've already fact checked it. Okay, exactly. And everything you're saying, uh-huh. as per my Google parameters, because we know when I Google something, I'll get a different response than, than you, because yes. I've been, you know, tracked for like the past, you know, 100%. 100 years. Uh-huh. So like, I just fact checked everything that you said. 
mm-hmm. which means like you're just full of it. Of course I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so like these facts from Google are putting me back in my comfort zone and I yes. don't have to be threatened by what you're saying because what you're offering me, Missy, is freedom <laughs> and I want nothing to do with that. Exactly. Because with freedom comes responsibility. Yes. And anytime, you know, a slave is being released from freedom or someone's getting out of jail, I mean, look at, you know, the Israelites. Mm. We're out. We want Put back. me back into Egypt because at least there I got food. I had routine. Yes, it was hard, but now I have to fend for myself and be responsible. Yeah, 100%. And this is why it is so tempting to make going back to the media. Make the media your teacher mm-hmm. rather than your higher self. Holy moly. I know this is a really deep ageless that we're having here today. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you like it, give me a thumbs up. If you don't like it, I don't care. It's like I said in the new moon virtual ritual in Scorpio and, you know, which is setting the seeds for the Sagittarius season and the full moon virtual ritual we're going to have. But it's like, if you hear something, if, if something false is repeated many times and it becomes a meme, the mind doesn't have the ability to be able to really tell if it's true or not. That's right. That's right. And this again, like in... So you can think for yourself, 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 you can think for yourself. <laughs> or like I said in my case, every day I learn, every day I learn, every day I learn, every day I learn. So this has been Arik and Aurelia, and you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Ageless. Be sure to subscribe, give a thumbs up, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.